You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi there, welcome to episode 50 of the 515 Podcast. Jason Priestman here with John Wayne McMahon. John, how are you doing this Thursday afternoon? Splendid. I'm glad. We are having uh, all kind of technical issues here on my side of the table. Yeah. Um, so we're on the old hardware, which is what we started with, which is it's not unfitting for uh, kind of where we are. It's just kind of a yeah. revisiting how, how we got here and where we've been. So we're... Just, just think of it like a retro throwback. That's right. Yeah. So right. like so yeah. like if you can't hear us very well, just turn your volume up and just just yes. feel, just like almost like putting that old cassette in a cassette <laughs> player again once more. Yeah. Except for me right now, uh, the tape is stuck in there, and I pull it out, and then all it, the tape just came out of. You're dying inside. Yes, I am. It's gonna be fine. We're gonna get through this. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm stoked. Yep. Um, so let's get caught up. We're on a new prayer se- uh, series, sermon series. Sorry, prayer is the na- is the this week's title. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I jumped ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, bold, right? How, mm-hmm. how did we come up with that name? I'm, I'm curious. How we how did we get here with this series? Yeah. So as we were thinking about, well, first, uh, just the series in general. The series is over uh, the membership bowels. So so yeah, when, cool. when you join the United Methodist Church, you uh, confess Jesus as Lord. Um, like you, there's a lot, a lot of questions that typically go into it. If you're not Christian, you're coming into it. Yeah. But if you're Christian, you're coming by transferal of membership or whatever. Um, there's a point where we ask you about, you know, your faith in Jesus, and then we get to a point where we ask if you'll be faithful to United Methodist Church and to Kingwood United Methodist with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. Sorry, I almost messed it up there. And so. Um, those in particular have historically been um, kind of the root of the membership vows. Actually, four of the five have been around for a long time. A fifth was added in 2008. Okay. Um, prayers, presence, gifts, and service uh, leading up until 2008, some of the delegates, some of the clergy and lay delegates to general conference, to the worldwide conference, felt like those were too inward focused and there needed to be a membership mm. vow that turns the church outward and so that's where witness came in to to be so an evangelistic push to go out but we'll get to that one uh a in few, few weeks in a few yeah. weeks yeah um so then bold uh kind of came in because uh when we are actually understanding our covenantal vows and and what it means to be joined together and be pouring into these things prayers presence gifts service and witness then that makes us a bold community, and when we're bold in prayer and bold, you know, yeah. bold in those, it's it's something that I like. I really grabbed a hold of us as we were considering where to go. Now we landed on this series because uh, coming off Easter, it's a time for us to consider. And and I don't know if if people keep up with this, but a lot of times after Easter, we do kind of a why are we the church and what is the church like, yeah. and so. Last year we did, why do we do what we do? We talked about worship. We talked about sacraments and things mm-hmm. like that. This is the same thing, kind of that idea. And so we're thinking about maybe as a community we can be reminded of what it is to be committed to one another and what that looks like. And so Yeah, it's probably doing. really easy for, for the members when we do have someone new join and we throw those words up on the screen mm-hmm. and they just kind of recite it as they're reading it off the screen to really – think about because you know they're like hey let's get out you talked about this the other day let's yeah. get out of here we, you know church is almost over yeah. we're getting the last minute but to really look at those each one of those five words of like what does this mean what does it mean when we're praying for people we're, mm-hmm. we're doing serve performing service and witness so so that's a yeah a great thing to to jump in and kind of go right on that 
Right, and awesome. before and before we ever get to any of these, we have to understand what it means to be in a covenant relationship, because mm-hmm. that word is kind of we've lost it, and it really only exists in a couple different places in society. One of them's marriage; that's the most basic one. Yeah. And when when I when I say covenant, uh, even the non-churchgoer probably could could think that has something to do with the Christians and marriage. Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you guys, then you'll get that. Um, but definitely in, in culture yeah. and society, yeah. it's really faded away except for with marriage. And then the other institution is, is adoption yeah. and understanding that that's a covenant. I think covenant still exists in some different parts, but it's just not it's not really understood. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and in those, like even I think that from what I can tell, even legally, the state... Uh, would consider these covenants the way, or at least close to what is biblically intended of yeah. covenant. And that's to be joined, like the, the covenant is something that shouldn't be broken. Like when it's made between one another, there's not there's not these conditions to, um, there's things that we should do in the covenant that yeah. we're supposed to do, that we're responsible for. But there are not these conditions like if you, like a breach of contract, if you don't hold true to this, then I'm out. Right. Uh, unfortunately, that's what we've done with the marriage covenant in the West. Yeah. Is we have switched it out for contractual understanding. Yeah. So I was I was just about to say let's let's talk and compare covenant to, to contractual you know relationships, and in fact you just kind of stole what I was about to say. It's like you know contracts have terms for how do we break this contract. You know sometimes written into them. It's like okay, this is uh, what we're contractually agreeing to, but Here's the conditions if we do decide we want to break this contract, right? Yeah. And that's definitely not what we're looking at for covenants, right? So, yeah, exactly. So, listen to this. I just I just saw divorce paperwork oh. like in the la- in this okay. week. And so let me let me read something to yeah, you. Okay. Um this is this is where it is being granted from the court to give the divorce. It is ordered and decreed that name 1 the petitioner and name two, the respondent, are divorced and that the marriage between them is dissolved on the ground of insupportability. Uh-huh. So essentially, the state is giving a divorce because parties say that it's not supportable anymore, yeah. which is so far from what we've understood covenantal marriage and covenant in the Bible to be. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the very basis of it is what God's covenant is with Israel, and that we start to see that all over the place. But I, I think of uh, Genesis 16 when God makes a covenant with Abraham. He essentially tells him, like, um, typically, and let me cover this really quick, typically when a covenant was made between two parties in ancient Israel, they would tear animals apart. Right. right. They yeah. would make a blood covenant. Mm-hmm. They would te- tear animals apart. The smaller party, the one that is not really bringing as much to the table, they would walk between those animals and they would say a vow like, essentially, may I be ripped in two like these animals if I don't hold true to the covenant. Well, when God and God makes a covenant with Abraham, you would expect Abraham to walk between yeah. those animals. But God puts Abraham into a deep sleep, and he passes between those animals, essentially to say, Abraham, when you fail, Mm -hmm. and you fail, you will fail, Mm -hmm. may I be ripped in two to uphold this covenant. So there's there's an early allusion to what God's going to do in Jesus Christ to give himself up uh, so that the covenant can still be faithful. The the covenant, biblically, um, when it's made with God... 
God's the faithful one, and he holds true to us even when we fall short. And so that's a standard that's hard, but in people, in the relationship with people, and particularly in marriage, that's the understanding. That's what we're supposed to kind of base that on. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's such a great analogy. Hearing it, uh, as we did last year during Mm -hmm. kind of that sermon series, and just really thinking about, you know, the foreshadowing that, that that is giving towards to Jesus up on the cross. Yeah. It's just like, oh, that's you know, awe-inspiring. So yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, so we all, we've also been talking a lot about covenantial uh, friendships. I know that you made a covenant with your group, one of your small groups, mm-hmm. uh, to take some time off after Luke yeah. was born, right? And you yeah. did that. Good job. Um, what's the importance of having a covenantial friendship with yeah. others? Yeah, so um, the reason why this is this question is important is because what we're saying is membership to a community is covenantal. So for those, uh, let, let me pause for a second because sure. I think there's something important here. I was thinking about this before and it didn't make it in our notes. But when we talk about church membership, we're talking about some kind of something that brings exclusivity, I'm gonna right? Your, I'm going to make you stop. Oh, sorry, my pen. It's very loud. It's not. It's not, um, when we're talking about church membership, it's not all inclusive, uh-huh. right? Because there's some that are not members and there's some that are members. And some people get kind of uptight about that. Okay. But the reason why there needs to be some exclusivity to church membership, like a bar that we reach when we come into it, mm-hmm. is because that brings upon accountability. And so what I'm saying when, I, when I'm asking Jason to make these vows to step it up in this way um, so that you can be a part of this kind of exclusive church membership Mm -hmm. that's because i am saying i'm going to be vulnerable and i'm going to trust myself in you in you i'm going to give myself to you spiritually so that you can support me and be there for me in difficult times through the ups and downs that's why there's a higher level of exclusivity now God's God's message of love is all inclusive. It is for uh, all to come and receive that, and to understand that, and to experience that. But the exclusivity of Jesus is that there's a point where we have to step it up a little bit and join ourselves to a community and make those vows. That's why membership vows are important. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, I get that. Okay, so I wanted to say that before we jump into the second question. Why is it important to have covenantal friendships? Well, because that's a, the availability. That's the, that's that place of accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am saying I am going to pray for you and I'm going to be present there for you when you have a tough day or when you're in the hospital or when your family hits it bad or when you go through Hurricane Harvey and you still need help 10 months down the road, I'm saying I'm going to be present. I am not going to find myself too busy uh, for you. And so that's, that's what's so important about this. And in covenantal friendships, in memberships of the church or the body of Christ being joined together, that's where God sanctifies us. That's where he fills us with his Holy Spirit. That's where he continues this journey of salvation so that we become more like the image of God, like what we were created to be. And so that it doesn't happen in isolation, and it doesn't happen in superficial relationships, mm-hmm. period. So like if you're hearing this and you have been you've been sitting on the margins— um, let this be a challenge to go a little bit further in because God has more for you and you you will not you will not experience that transformation 
that is promised in this good news unless you do it with people and you open up to people and enter into to community with people. Yeah. Does that make sense? I was I was thinking of an illustration I couldn't get into the sermon because I was long again. Um, but if, if anybody's ever read the book, hopefully read the book because the movie I didn't like as much, but it's the same kind of different as me. Okay. Did you ever see that movie or read the book? No. Okay, it's really good. It's an incredible book. Okay. So um, in your commute, get the audio book. Right. Um, just one of my favorite right books. Like seriously, one of my favorites. Um and it's about a, uh, I won't give away too much, but it's about a homeless man um, and about another kind of caught up in his own superficial world Christian white man mm-hmm. getting to know this black homeless man. And it's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. But anyways, there's a moment when they're, they're eating and the homeless man who has hardly spoke, he said, listen, I just want to know if you're going to catch and release me. Yeah. And what he's saying is, is that white folks are catch and release that they are friends with you as long as it's good for them or they benefit from it Uh and then they release you Uh and so it was just a profound moment when he was saying i'll be the best friend the homeless man saying i'll be the best friend you've ever had if you'll enter into that as well that's what covenantal relationship is about so that we won't be catch and release friends Mm -hmm. but we'll be friends they're going to be there even if uh even if i start to be a jerk and like like I go through a season where I'm ugly to you and to the people around me because I'm in this covenant, we're in this covenant together. You're still going to be there and support and vice versa. Yeah. That's why that's so important. Yeah. One of my small groups had talked about, or we, we, we read this somewhere that, you know, having that 2 a.m. friend, like if you had to call and talk to somebody at 2 a.m., that they would willingly answer the phone yeah. and have that conversation Absolutely. regardless of what time you and, and do you have that 2 a.m. friend that knows you need help even before you call? That's you that's, that's the that's kicker, good. I think, mm-hmm. that we're with, with each other. So with all that as the, kind of the foundation, the first thing we looked at was prayer this week. Okay. Um, prayer was the jump. That's the foundation of everything. And the reason why I thought this was so important, because we could go on and on about prayer, and we even in this podcast we can't jump into the ins and outs of prayer. But the two things I covered was um, in covenantal relationship, I there is a responsibility that I am in prayer with the Father, that I'm in communion with the Father, okay. um, that I'm spending time with God. And so I based that on the foundation of Jesus spending time with God and all the places that that was happening, that that's where he finds his identity, his hope, and his direction and guidance, his strength, all of that. That's the same thing for us. Being in covenantal relationship with each other, you are depending that I'm spending time with God so mm-hmm. that it is more of God in me and less of me, right? And that um, that he is taking me on to holiness, that he's transforming me, that I'm being guided, uh, that the whole body is being guided by the Holy Spirit if we are all doing our part to be in communion with the Father. And so that is uh, so critical. Then the second thing, being... First, be in communion with God, prayer with the Father. The second one is being intercession with each other, uh, for each other. And so it, the the body, the community, the church membership is depending on Jason and John Wayne and mm-hmm. whoever to actually be praying for each other. And that is critical, critical, critical because Paul talks about a spiritual fight at the end of Ephesians 6. He's saying put on the armor of God. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. foundation of that is the is the prayer um, to always be alert and be ready. Um, that's the prayer and the foundation for all of the armor that he says to put on because we're in a spiritual battle. And the example, before we get into a couple of questions that I used, was Hurricane Harvey. That 10 months or what are we, eight months mm-hmm. after Harvey, 
Um, there are families that are still not in their homes or still really struggling and actually finding a, a whole nother kind of struggle now because they're desperate. Uh, their their marriages are not, not doing well, not making it. And this is a spiritual fight. This is beyond what yeah, what happened with true. Harvey. Now there is there is spiritual darkness taking place in families and in their homes and or in their apartments or wherever they are right now that's tearing apart marriages that's causing depression to infiltrate those kid kids hearts that have that yeah. have gone through this and so all of that to say are you interceding on the behalf of those that are in our community because we have said we will be there for them no matter mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. and so that was a challenge for me uh, uh, to think about how I've been interceding for those that I've that I've said I've got your back, and, or how I haven't really was what I tried to share Sunday. That life gets chaotic, yeah. and it's hard for me to do that. And so um, we have to be praying with the Father, and we have to be interceding on our behalf. Yeah, I know um, for a lot of people, uh, I'm counting myself in that group. Um, pray, praying is hard. It's hard to just to do it. Yeah. You know, it's difficult to yeah. get started, to to stay focused, yeah. to you know, to do it so you feel like okay, I'm doing it right, and this is this is good. You know, this is pleasing to yeah. to God, right? So, um, give us how do we get started with that? With with praying the right way, or what's the best way to do? Obviously, Jesus God gave us some tips at the beginning, you know, but but um, let's apply that to to our real life today. All right, this is completely revolutionary. Are you oh, ready for this, yeah, I'm right down. You just have to start. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, because I've been there. I know yeah. what that's like. And you just have to start doing it. You have to commit to it. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't care what you do. Like, you can buy as many resources as you want, but but take the Lord's Prayer and pray it over and over again for an hour. Yeah. Or do it for 30 minutes. And I just want you to not focus on anything else in you. I just want you to repeat mm-hmm. that over and over again. Pray the Lord's Prayer over and over and over again. Or pray the um, the confessional prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find that in the Book of, Book of Common Prayer. You can find that all over the place. Or just pray through a psalm mm-hmm. and w- start working through the psalms. But listen, you just have to start and you have to do it. And here's why. Because it is in doing it that we become formed by it. It is in doing it that it becomes a habit, that it becomes a language for us. It becomes our nature. Yeah. And so... You have to start, and you have to do it for more than two days and then get discouraged. (laughs) And give yourself grace, because yes, we're distracted easily and all that stuff going on, but you have to start, and it is so, so important that we do it. Um, And so I just encourage you to do that. You can read 100 books, Mm -hmm. but if you don't start... Yeah. Uh, then we're not getting into that work. And and then just know that over time, God does that. Listen, um, like we we were joking earlier, you're, you just got back in the gym, which I do that every few weeks, right? Yeah. Like so we just kind of wrote to you. <laughs> yeah. but, but you're talking about what that's like. And, and I... And I was just encouraging you, like you'll, yeah. you're as sore as you'll ever be right now if you never stop, yeah, right? right? But here, here's what we're joking about: if you do this for long enough, it becomes something that you love to do, mm-hmm. that it becomes routine and habitual, and something that you can take on. It's the same thing with prayer. It's the same thing with reading scripture. Just start doing it and be obedient. And I, I think the paradoxical thing is that in our obedience, God gives us love for it, and yeah. God form form for, forms that in us. And I think that that's really important. That's good. Yeah. So um, help me out here with this last question. Um, this is one you got, I believe. Yeah. Um, when we're praying for one another, um, you know, my list of things I'm praying for yeah. can get, like, really long and unmanageable. Yeah. And that's immediately thinking of 
you know, uh, responsibilities at work that I've written down, like, okay, how do I tackle this list or whatever? So yeah. uh, is that is the same true for prayer as well? Is that what you're, you're getting at here? Or? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know, I don't know how many out there have all of a sudden had a prayer list that's like 20, 30 things long, yeah. and that can be overwhelming. And, and I think, I don't, I don't, like, I'm not going to say not productive, but what, what I want us to do in covenantal relationships, like, I can't, I pray for the church, and I pray for the leaders, and I pray for ministries, mm-hmm. but I can't pray for every person, right? right? And as a matter of fact, even the staff prayer list that we get, mm-hmm. it is it is really long. Like, <laughs> it is hard to get through that. And so I just want to encourage everybody that's out there, like, who are you? How who have you been entrusted to? Mm-hmm. Who's in your life that I want you to intercede? Now you, I want you to pray for Susie that has cancer and pray for you know whoever that other person is in your life. Yeah. But I really want you to intercede. I want you to enter into prayer for the marriages of those men in your band group mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like I want you to just cover them in prayer. Yeah. That's who you've been entrusted to, and that's the same thing with any of us. Because and and some and that will change at some point. We may have other people that kind of come into our life in a, in a bigger way, and so we're praying for them and and what's going on. And so that that's kind of what I was getting at. Because um, and I think it's okay to have some blanket prayers. I think it's okay to right. be praying. We should pray <laughs> without ceasing. We yeah. see in Thessalonians, right? Pray continually over and over again. Because um, whenever someone says, "Hey, will you pray for blah 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 blah." A lot of times I'll say, let's pray right now mm-hmm. uh, together. Yeah, or sure. I will, if, if it's in passing or something, I will pray immediately. God, would you be with them and strengthen them in that? Yeah. So that way it's something that, I, and I believe that has value uh, in, in God's economy. Like I think that is something that's worthwhile. That's good. Okay, so as members of King United Methodist Church and, and um, whatever church you're listen, you belong to that you're listening to this, um, but we're definitely saying that we uh, promise we're going to prayer for these new members and we're going to pray mm-hmm. for the church. Yeah. So this is kind of our call to action, you know. So it what, is. Uh, what's our next our next step? The Rex the prayers presence presence. Okay. Yeah. So Sunday we talk about presence. Okay. And what it means to be with each other and and listen. I think these start at least the next the first three kind of build on each other. I was other. just saying that prayers are going to prayers a foundation really. for everything. Yeah. But the next step is to be in in people's lives present that's really big we've talked a lot about that before about um not being separate and you know being alone or feeling like you're excluded from from this uh, present and in addition to that this week uh i'll just give a little teaser that we're gonna we're about to roll out another phase of hurricane relief oh okay a whole new Mm -hmm. um kind of not program but focus of uh, assistance and response um, in different ways because we are very aware of the need that's out there. And yeah. So be on the lookout for that Sunday. We'll talk more about it next week. Okay. Okay. Anything else? I don't think so. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining me in yeah. my uh, wreck of a podcast studio. Hey, it's all good, man. <laughs> but it's worked out and uh, good talking with you. Yeah, we love you guys. Praying for y'all. Thanks, y'all. Bye.